welcome to The Couch Podcast. I'm psychologist and author, Dr. Deborah Campbell. Each episode, we talk about building self-knowledge, mental health, and inner strength. And I answer questions about dealing with life's challenges. In future episodes, I'll also be interviewing some very interesting guests. If you have a question you'd like to ask you can email it to me via the link in the show notes. Today's podcast is my psychologist and couple therapist take on the most recent episode of a really popular show on Australian TV. It's episode 16 of Married at First Sight Australia 2018. Wow, it's so easy to laugh and jump to conclusions when people start exposing aspects of themselves and their lives on TV. But what really seems to be going on with these fledgling relationships that have been thrown together with no prior knowledge by a panel of experts? What's going on from a therapist's perspective and what would I say if these people landed on my couch which is kind of where some of the couples need to be because they really haven't gotten on very well so far and it's early days. So let's round up Married at First Sight this week in preparation for the next commitment ceremony on Sunday and suggest a personal mantra or two for each of the cast members, or at least some of them, to help them with uh, where their relationship is right now and where they might be heading. I want to start with one of the most controversial cast members, Tracy. There's a saying I think applies to her situation very well right now, and it's from a lady called Jacqueline Jordan who said, We all eat lies when our hearts are hungry. Yeah. If a person says mean things to others about you at the start of a relationship, Tracy, I think we have to admit that it's probably not going to be a dream relationship. It's probably not going to get that much better over the long term because these early days are meant to be the most heady, exciting, thrilling, loved up days. And I guess at the stage of the show where we're at, you haven't seen yet the things that your partner in this, Dean, has said to one of the other ladies, one of the other brides, Davina. He told her, among other things, that, that your relationship wasn't good, that your looks weren't your strong point. This is just cruel, unnecessary, heartless things to say. And when you do hear this stuff, I, I think whatever stage of the relationship you're at by now, they're, they're really going to hurt. And it's going to be quite hard for him to recover a position of having your best interests at heart having said things like this so early on. Now, sure, he made mistakes. I don't want to demonise him or anyone else. And he's partly taken responsibility for them, but only partly. I think it's fair to argue, of course, that everyone deserves a second chance. But Dean did express some really negative sentiment that I fear, to quote the book and the movie 
make it pretty clear that Tracy, he's just not that into you. Sure, he might be into the steamy nights you've had and so might you and that temporarily can blind you to some other things you've said and done or that he's said and done along the way. Tracy, we've all tried to make it work with the wrong guy for us. But at the light, at the, in the light of day, we, we see for sure what we already knew. We see it and feel it. I know you don't want to hear right now that he's not on the same page in the relationship with you. Because you seem really into him. But I don't think he is. That being said, we don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors. So time will tell. One final thing though for Tracy, I don't buy what you said about staying there to teach Dean consequences of his actions. You're not his mum, Tracy, and I don't think you're a vindictive person or a punitive uh, person. So I think we can all agree that trying to teach consequences to a grown man it's kind of a waste of your time. He'll teach himself if he wants to learn. Take heart though. We all eat lies when our hearts are hungry. Dean. Three of the most important things in life according to author Henry James is a mantra that I think would really help you look after yourself and everyone else right now, particularly Tracy. Three things in human life are important. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third, you guessed it, is to be kind. Saying bad things about Tracy and your relationship to other people, especially to someone you were intending to take up with romantically, created a picture of your character that can't feel good for you. And that saw you demonised, roundly criticised, even ostracised by some people in the group. Unnecessary unkindness has put you in a position that isn't easily recoverable. So take a breath now before you say something that's going to hurt you and your reputation as much or more than it hurts Tracy or anybody else. Nothing is more adult than taking full responsibility for what you do and what you say. Responsibility for your words and actions is attractive and it gets you more respect than blaming others ever will. Forget what Davina did, forget what, what, what anyone else said or did and just be straight from now on. Be straight with Tracy if you suspect you don't feel as intensely for her as you know you could or have with others. Don't let her believe that you're all in and that you know what's in your heart if you're really not sure. Yeah, speaking of knowing what's in your heart, Ashley, Ashley and Troy. I think, Ashley, Troy has graded on you from pretty early on. And as he said, it seems like you don't enjoy almost anything about him. You're hard on him, Ash, and that's because... He's not your kind of guy. You're not attracted to him as a human being and that's okay. Your criticism though is toxic. 
criticism in a relationship is never, never helpful and it's always hurtful. And the sad fact here is that you're feeling forced to try to make a relationship with Troy and encouraged to try to get close to him, but he grates on you and something's got to give. And it has. It's really heartbreaking to see you criticizing him so hard and spiraling now into self-criticism because you don't feel for Troy and you feel under pressure that you should feel for him and you're getting really hard on yourself and giving yourself a hard time and you shouldn't. Breathe and let it go is my mantra for you, Ash. If you don't feel it for someone, you don't feel it for someone. You can't force it. So let it go and cause yourself no further struggle. He won't be unloved. It would appear that Carly, yep, the Carly of Justin and Carly, is into Troy. And Troy is giving her more than a second glance at the dinner party too. That's a match to watch for in future. And I think that's fine. Just go about it in an honourable way and nobody has to be demonised. Speaking of our reputed millionaire, Justin. Justin... If you want love, and we presume you do because you came onto the show, although maybe someone just convinced you to do it, who knows? Your focus is very much on your business, as the show has really pointed out. And if you want love, this is really something that you have to take on board because love is a form of attention. Ask yourself, do you ever feel loved and adored? without being given any attention by the other person. No, love is a very special, fully, freely given kind of attention. And that's the clearest I can be for someone like Justin. If you want love, it needs your full and freely given attention and lots of it. Otherwise, just keep love till a later time when you've completed your business goals. Einstein wrote, Try not to become a man of success, but a man of value. And since you enjoy quotes, Justin, I thought that's a useful one to reflect on. If a man of value is a packer, as you say, then so be it. Great. But if it means more to you as well, it means a relationship and love, then maybe you've got to uh, look at uh, your life in more than just the business dimension. Another relationship that's really painful to watch right now is Sean and Blair. Because Sean, as you admitted, you were too blunt with her. Kudos to you for, for owning your truth, that your feelings are not really developing in the relationship. But it would have been a better idea, Sean, to tell Blair that before having sex and deepening the relationship so that she doesn't, didn't have to feel judged that that hadn't gone well and she was being rejected afterwards. Having sex is not at all likely to create fireworks or make things wonderful between you if there was no passionate feeling there before. Sex won't build on nothing. It won't. And I think you know that. Now Blair 
probably feels worse than if the two of you had been able to be a little bit clearer sooner. And maybe you do too, Sean. I think you realised as soon as you did it that it was a mistake, Sean, to ask Blair about her feelings before telling her that your feelings weren't great. Uh, It would have been better not to get her to put her cards on the table first when you knew your cards weren't going to be good for her. It was a little harsh and your realisation was a bit too late to avoid hurt and humiliation. But Sean, I don't think you meant it. It's just something to learn from. Take heart, Blair. A rotten experience, but I don't think either of you meant ill. Sean, it's a horrible position to be in, to try to feel mind-blowing feelings for someone if you like them, but that higher level just isn't there. For everyone, it reminds us, compassion, compassion, compassion is everything. If we don't feel what we want to feel, excuse ourselves graciously because it isn't going to work to try to keep pushing it when um, you know, you know that that attraction, that, that absolute crazy desire for the other person is not there after a few weeks. You're not going to make it by pushing further. Is that what's happening for NASA? I'm not sure. NASA, is Gab attractive to you or not? We're just not quite clear. When we know that that you've been a roadie for big bands and toured for years and had plenty of girlfriends, one would assume, it's it's a bit interesting why Nas doesn't want to take the relationship further since he says he loves Gab and she seems to be writing to him as well. I wonder, Nasa, do you feel like some women are for holding in reverence like a beautiful goddess and others are for having an erotic relationship with? Is it that it feels difficult for you to both revere a lady and love her and have an erotic relationship at the same time? I don't know. Just putting it out there as a question. Either that or you're not into Gabriel sexually or are you just taking your time? If that's the case, I think it's veering into a place now, according to Gabrielle, and what she's told us that the waiting is starting to feel like you're not into her and you don't feel like find her attractive. So that's something you really need to clear up with her and us. Sooner the better. At least let her know where you're at. Talvin Sarah, you seem quite lovely together, unlike you may have similar values. Telv, it seems like you're a guy who can make a woman feel safe. It seems that you would be good at that. So do everything to help Sarah feel safe because she needs that. Don't get caught up in the anger and judgment of Dean or anyone else. Let them be irrelevant to you and stay with what's lovely and what's working for you. 
give Sarah your attention and continue to take your time and be the honourable couple that you are being to one another, the honourable people you're being to one another, in that you seem to be standing by your values and you're what the romantics are tuning in to say. I'd say to Sarah, don't get judgy about the small stuff that doesn't really matter, like bad decor and the bachelor pad cleanliness. You guys can deal with that down the track. Don't sweat the small stuff. Focus on the big picture that you really like each other because you may be one of the few couples to make it through this series intact. John and Mel, you seem to be treating each other beautifully too and you seem to have a chance. I think you're very different people from one another, coming from different places, but you're coming across as compassionate and kind with each other's hearts. If the sexual vibes are there as well, then all the better. Finally, Charlene and Patrick. We haven't seen as much of you guys because you haven't been the most controversial of couples. There has been a little emphasis on your extended family maybe trying to get in the way of love, but I can't see that being too much of a problem because really when you become a mature couple, a family couple together, uh, if that's what you choose to do, it's necessary to put extended family relationships into the second position in your life and your couple and any family you might have together as first uh, first priority. And I don't think you'd have any trouble doing that. You both seem pretty emotionally intelligent. You seem to have been being really kind to each other and to like each other. So again, if the sexual vibe is there, it, it might be uh, a wonderful future for you. We will wait and see for more information. <laughs> so this has been a fun podcast, something different. And if you want to go deeper on all things love, I'd like to recommend you grab a copy of my book Lovelands in good bookstores, on Amazon as Kindle or a hardcover book or an audiobook on Audible. And if you have a question, I would be happy to have a go at answering it. So just send it in using the link in the show notes. I'm Dr. Deborah Campbell. Thanks for being with me and I'll see you next time on the couch.